What's your favorite weapon? Oh. Favorite weapon? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say some kind of a cool gun. I'm going to say poetry. <laughs> hey, Marcus, do you like movies? Yes. This is, this is the Zebras in America podcast. I'm Scott Thorough. I'm Marcus Penn of Finland Empire. This oh. is a really special episode. Hell yeah. Because there's someone, I invited someone to eat spaghetti, <laughs> and you can hear him eating. That's how good it is. Mm-hmm. I made very good spaghetti. I can contest. I well, haven't had spaghetti in ye- literally years, and I gobbled mine up. I'm all about awesome. the carbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carbarella, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm really pleased to present our second official guest, John Wilson. Who was the first guest? M. Tume Gant. Who's that? He's a director. I sent you an email saying he loves your stuff. Oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's great. I'll send you some things. I'll send you some secret links if you send me some secret links. I'll send, yeah, we that can have a secret link good. trade. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. This spaghetti is delicious. I just finished it up, so we don't need to listen to me um, slurping and chewing anymore. <clears throat> so, so, John, I, I, I was trying to figure out how I know you. I just know that we met yeah, at the filming of High Maintenance. We were extras oh, yeah. in an episode of High Maintenance. Um, yeah, I remember that morning vividly because I was I was terribly hungover, and my our friend Max Geller I think told me about yes. it, and he, <laughs> I went straight to the East Village I guess to this where the the stomp theater is and we because we acted as stomp executives yeah stomp like judges or you know what's the what do you call it we were the big shots big shots like yeah calling the shots at a a stomp audition but it was a terrible idea because like it was the, the 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 worst thing to do after a heavy night of drinking was go to a a a theater where people were just like banging sticks on a stage for hours um, and I just had such a splitting headache the entire time, but it was fun. Yeah. And then we, we had ramen. And then we had ramen. You brought me to, for the very first time, what then became my number one favorite ramen spot that I visited, uh, dozens of times. That makes me so happy. I, I eat, I eat regularly at, at, at like maybe four or five places across the city. And that's one of them now. That's exciting. So I got to thank place. you for that. Uh, it's called Minka. It's on, like, East Across the street from Sophie's. Yeah, it's on that block. It's, like, um, between... That's for for the New York heads or the drunks or people that like to play pool. Yeah. It's across the street from Sophie's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you should really go. It's a a real last meal kind of Uh, ramen. I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah, I, I, I actually went there two days ago. That day, you sent me a link to your movies. Did I? I was yeah. that. I was that forward. Well, I was being forward with you because <coughs> I kept on joking that you were from Center Moriches, Long Island, and Mastic Shirley, which which which, which still m- isn't true. Is not true. <laughs> I just kept on being like, "So you're from Mastic Shirley?" And you're like, "Oh fuck you!" <laughs> and I still did. I didn't know. I still don't know how you know my friends or how I know your friends. It uh, it all I just originated in Boston. Uh, I don't think I would know any of you guys if it wasn't for Craigslist. 
uh, initially. I was like looking for a roommate in Somerville, and I found. Is that in Massachusetts? Yeah, it's in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's in Boston. He's from Massachusetts, a different part of Massachusetts. I have to be very distinct about that. I'm from the other side of the state, Amherst, but uh, Uh I know Boston well, though, or that area. My fiance's from Cambridge. Oh, cool. Uh, You know, her family's spread all over. One of her sisters is in Cambridge. Her parents are in Cambridge, so yeah, Somerville. I know Somerville well. Yeah, I really, I really dig it there. But yeah, I was just looking for a, a roommate, and then I found this guy Clark on. Craigslist. What a lovely weirdo. <clears throat> I know. And then he ended up dating uh, our friend Penny, who we then met and then opened up this whole world that I kind of we live in now. And or then, I feel like I live in now. Yeah, and then you were you were at this shooting of high maintenance, the Vimeo series, not the HBO version. Yes. And, <clears throat> and you were you were smoking Marlboro twenty sevens. Uh-huh. I still smoked at the time. I don't smoke anymore. That's good. This was like, there are a couple things I could say that I did in life. Mm-hmm. Scored a couple movies. I ate 70 pieces of sushi once, and I quit smoking. That's good. Yeah, it's a list. Uh, very accomplished. What? When did you eat 70 pieces of sushi? I like one of those, like, all-you-can-eat sushi places. Uh-huh. I'm, I'll have to admit, some of them were like maki. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It still counts, I guess. So I, so I went home and I watched your movies, and normally I don't like a lot of things people make. Yeah. And a running theme on this show is that I don't like documentaries. Yeah. But I really like your sort of plain but honest way of... Um, <coughs> Dismantling shit that bothers me in the city. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I. That's you know. I I feel like it would you know, it could drive you and it could drive you nuts, um, if I don't do something productive with it. Um, yeah, I I really, um, I'm glad it spoke to you. It uh, seriously did. Just because I don't think you know. I don't think that I would have been able to last as long here if I didn't have that outlet, I guess. Um, even though it hasn't made me, like, really any money to date. <laughs> I, I see. I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know why you're not more successful. Because people don't, like... Uh, people don't realize that it's really tough to, to, like, put a lot of money into something, like, just like this. Because sure. it there's a there's a shitload of liability and that's what's exciting and, and kind of like uh, rare about it, it it feels you know. If someone hasn't seen one of your movies, how would you describe <clears> it? <throat> uh, I, I I always hate doing this because uh, you know I I've I've I know I've, I'm I've, sorry I've, that I've I like, asked you. I don't know yeah you know I I've I've like I've talked to I've heard so many filmmakers describe their work and it like it it, it never really does it for me. What's your least favorite way someone's described your work? I mean, I, 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 I can't speak for how other people... Do. I think other people do a much better job of describing it, um, but... You make, they're, like, they're kind mi- of like, micro-documentaries. Just short little essay documentaries, yeah. mostly just, like, memoir films. Um, shot on but iPhone? Shot on, like, an iPhone or other disposable media, either on, like, <laughs> DV or, you know, um, other, like, kind of little handy cams. But... Yeah, it you know it's it, the it, the whole calling it a memoir just it makes it seem a little too precious to me. But 
It's not yeah, precious. They're just collages of, of, of a lot of like street video. You know. I was also gonna say too that if I were to, which I'm already there, there's specific people in mind that I'm like, all right, you need to check these out. Uh, <coughs> yeah, I've been I've been pushing your shit for for a minute. Oh, thank you. Like, not that, and because one of my main things, I'm big into comparisons or just coincidences or whatever. But Chris Marker, to some, to, mm-hmm. or not to some degree, because it, it, it's right. Just like as you were struggling, it's like, damn, how would I like? My friend Patrick, how would I say outside of you? You really need to see these, which is probably what I'm just going to end up. That's doing. why I just and, tell people, and, and, like, and he trusts me. But other people who need more, it's kind of like, well, if you like La Jete, you like Saint Soleil, then you will you will more than likely dig dig, dig these. Maybe specific mm-hmm. ones more than not, like certain films, not so much. But the majority of what I've seen, which is almost everything, definitely <coughs> follows down the path that I feel like I guess Chris Marker started. But, you know, didn't finish, obviously, and now it's kind of like going in, in that path. But at the same time, doing your own thing. Like, he wouldn't make the films that you make, which is how I always distinct things, because I'm big into influence, even if there is no, and I'm making it up, or it's like a subconscious thing, or even just simil- unintended similarities. Mm-hmm. I still think of those films, like, when I see yours. But at the same time, it's like, no, these are still very much his own movies, mm-hmm. and he's not, like, copying anyone or trying to be, like, you know, it's just... Yeah, there you know there there is definitely a kind of a, a well of influences there that you know I like to you know which I, I even reference in titles and some and, and stuff like that. You sometimes. love Les Blank. <clears throat> I really love yeah. Les Blank. Um, he's one guy. Um, Are you a Jonas Mikas? I Can like Jonas Mikas all right. I... Yeah, he's like I like him. He was the last movie I saw of his in a theater. It was. The last time I threw up at a movie, I was also I was like it was a really rainy day in Greenpoint and it was I was feeling really ill for some reason and then okay so it wasn't like you were feeling fine no I wasn't yeah, feeling that, that, yeah, fine yeah that's how it was worded I thought it was like his movie made you throw up well it kind of did it was well, I mean did. his camera movement is very like, it was his Mar- his movie yeah. about Mars Bar you know the the bar next anthology before it closed. He made a movie about <coughs> Mars Bar? They call it My Mars Bar Movie. and where the members of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's met, actually. Randomly. It's where a lot of oh, yeah. people, like, caught the clap in a bathroom. Ooh. Yeah, I that mean... That was a bar that people love celebrating. It was just a bar. Yeah, it was just a bar. I've only, I, I, I only went there once before it closed. I went there a bunch of times, because when I used to drink a yeah. lot. Because it was a place to go to drink. But it was just, like, a bunch of, it was a bunch of, like... 18 like a bunch of cases of beer behind a bar you know it was like there it was pretty simple right yeah i just always preferred sophie's or like yeah like shitty bars in brooklyn where like i was like montero's i've been drinking there since i was 14 years old is that still open i heard that they were gonna sell that, that they big always strip. say it's gonna happen but i don't know yeah i like that place a lot yeah it's because it's great also with bars like people make it more important because they don't want it to seem like they've wasted their life drinking. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they, they kind of they kind of create this legend around it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. Like getting drunk is fun. You've been to Sundance? Uh yeah. You all you do is get drunk at Sundance. Yeah. You've been? Yeah. Did we talk about this? No. Okay. Uh yeah, that's all you do. You know you that do. I score movies? <clears throat> yeah, no, I know. I just I, I you know, I wasn't sure if 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 you know you ever like uh, made it out, I went once. I don't think I would ever go again. Unless I hear it's it was the most unfun. Th- well, okay. Again, you're just one of many examples of my friends who've been there. It's like it's just not fun. Which you know the film you <laughs> made kind of just kind of validates that. I I so I, I yeah I, I 
I, I just I just made this movie about like Vimeo hired me to go to Sundance. Um, I you guys I I it sounds like you've seen it, but <clears throat> Vimeo hired me hired me I've to go to Sundance and yeah I was I was just kind of like you know bitter and it was kind of a gripe film you know just uh, just kind of letting it out. Um, but yeah, I mean so I dug the knife in pretty deep yeah. like to Sundance um, and Vimeo was okay with it. Um, like I sent them a cut and they, the only edit that they made me do was I had, I had, uh, a few clips of Beetlejuice in the movie. Um, when I was talking about myself, um, I would show Beetlejuice because that's how I considered, I felt like them asking me to make a movie about Sundance was like asking Beetlejuice to, you know, how can you be scary? I mean, just, you know, it was just a bad idea. Yeah. You know, like it was a bad idea. Like he may, he he may get it done, but you know, you may not like the results. Right. Yeah, I like I like the weird ass connections you make in your movies. Um. Yeah, but sadly, because they were the first people to really pay me for anything, um, they they said I had to take that out because of some copyright thing. Which is interesting because I use clips of like Entourage and stuff in that movie, yeah. but they said that was okay because I call it by name. This is just like a learning, like I, I'm, there's like, like a, a learning issues process for of me. fair use, right? Yeah, it's like because I used clips of Beetlejuice, but I didn't say like Beetlejuice or like put Beetlejuice like lower third or something um, to saying what it is. Hmm. Because I didn't do that, I couldn't use it because it would be like using someone's like music or something you ever see that spanish film where like <clears throat> this girl meets frankenstein in the woods spirit of the beehive yeah the greatest movies ever made that's a good fucking movie you ever see Excellent. that movie no it's i feel like i don't know there's i feel like there's some connection to it uh-huh because like yeah you it's like your stuff is very is it foreign yeah, yeah spanish yeah. you have a you have a like I compare some of your films to foreign movies only because it's it's just about to me um, mainlining the story in any way possible. Yeah. So the the forgive me if I say anything that you disagree with, like foregoing like <laughs> this certain style just to tell like an important story. Yeah. Like it's it's stylish in the fact that it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. S- sort of like. Like our we were, at Zebras in America were huge fans of Claire Denis, mm-hmm. and like her, some of her shots are so undeliberate that it becomes its own style into itself. Like what is important, what isn't important. Mm-hmm. Your 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 short film about being single, uh huh, crushed me. It was a, yeah, it was a very dark time. Cause it starts like really funny. And then it goes, it goes, it goes, it, so, it, it goes pl- a place. Yeah, it plummets. And the way, but you do it in such a way that's like, I don't know, I just like the way that you go there and the way that it dissolves and the way you're, you tell it and how you still continue. Like you have this sort of pause, not pause talking thing. Uh-huh. And I like, I like how, I like, I yeah, it's my favorite one aside from the secret one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's interesting. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a pretty dark, a pretty dark picture, and I wasn't really sure, like if it's hopeful. 
It's kind of, I mean, it, it was it was nice at the time because when I like premiered it, I like I rented a theater at Anthology to premiere it um, yes. for like 170. For my uh, 30th birthday, I rented out the downstairs Anthology theater for a few hours. Yeah, I was turning 30, so I know. It's a cool, it's a cool spot, yeah. you know. But <clears throat> I was also like, I had just like once I like basically exported the movie it, it was just timed in such a way where I had just like immediately catapulted into a healthy relationship yeah and like so you know I yeah I, I really um I really liked it was I don't know sorry <laughs> I'm having a hard time processing that time right now because I'm now out of that relationship so it's 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 like I'm now back in the world of how to remain single. Yeah, you know, but, you, but you've already <clears throat> gone through that now part. I've, yeah, and, and I've gone through that part, and 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 it was very cathartic at the, it's very cathartic at the screening and everything, and my life was really good for a couple of years. Um, you know, yeah, you were smiling more. I was smiling a lot. You're more, smiling more now, uh, so affectionate. Um, but yeah, now I'm I'm back back in that world. Uh, and I don't like it, you know. I don't. I don't. I really don't like being single. I feel like a. It makes me, I feel like a predator. Uh, you know. I. I, I feel like a. <laughs> you. Like I, I don't. You I don't, I don't white like jeans. Yeah, they're filthy, man. It looks like that, I. It you looks, do not look like a predator. It looks like I stink or something. Do you shower? <clears throat> I shower. Yeah, but they're co- it's covered in like barbecue sauce and stuff. That, but but that barbecue <laughs> we were at was like two weeks ago, dog. I know, man. I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wash my pants as often as I wash my body. That, yeah, of course, but I mean that's part of probably part of the charm too. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just I I don't I don't I don't like the game. You know, no. I, don't, I don't like any of that stuff. You're like, but you're like a smart guy. You understand like opportunity and how to do cool things. Like when you made your secret movie. Uh huh. Was it L.A. as New York or? Uh, Los Angeles plays New York. Am I? Can we talk about this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, when you you premiered it at like that great restaurant, that Ukrainian restaurant. Yeah, the East Village Ukrainian like national. Like that, home. like that was dope. <laughs> I want to do something there again. That place is really cool. Yeah, it's a great place. It's a great New York legendary place. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, and also, so like you're you you started. Like by t- taking photos on Instagram and making getting people Santa Clauses in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a jump. Um, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Okay. That's not how I started. Um, I thought it was really funny. Like I was talking to um, my friend Dan Nuxel. He's like one of the the guys that started Rooftop Films and like he runs it now. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but we were at a party. Uh, some rooftop thing uh, a few months ago, and he was just like, uh, you know, is it safe to say that 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 we discovered you? And I was just like, and, you know, I said I said I said yeah sure, but you know, it made it like I, I started to think about it more and more, and it's like it's not like I was like you know like <laughs> it's not like I was like you know a dishwasher you know like 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 sucking dick for you know money or something like you weren't like smoking and, 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 crack and <laughs> yeah. out of Budweiser Kansas yeah. San Francisco yeah it's like the, the the term discovered makes it sound like uh, it has a weird connotation to me like you discovered a new element yeah like before you you were basalt and then we found you yeah 
I just I remember you you like showed a video of a Santa Claus like having sex or something. Uh, I, that's yeah. Again, that's a bit of a stretch. It was a yeah. I mean, I I I, I do post post fo- like you know a lot of you have a great street Instagram. photography on on thank you on uh so, social media and Instagram and stuff, but. It was yeah during SantaCon years ago now, and I was I took a a video of this this one Santa getting a like a what looked to be a hand job in the vestibule of a Dwayne Reed, <clears throat> and I just like put it on Instagram and went to sleep, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Because that's what you would do. Yeah, and you it's know like it's not it, that like, big a deal. It wasn't very revealing. It was just like a lot of like some like a very telling motion inside of his like santa costume but then the next morning i wake up and it was like i guess it was a really slow news day because it was like on the front page of gawker and all this other stuff and like i i am looking i look at my emails i have emails from him the guy the santa himself saying you have to take this off the internet this is ruining my life and he pretended to be his own lawyer yep and emailed Gawker to get them to take it down, threatening them. They then did a little research and realized that he was lying and then did a couple of follow-up articles that, like, oh, continued no. to tear his life apart, where, oh, no. it, where it's just, like, they identified the woman in the video as, like, his mistress, as someone that wasn't even his wife. Oh. Like, they found his wedding photos, and they, oh. pa- they paired that with screenshots of my video. Oh. And, but like, wh- and you're wh- not you're not a bad person. You're not a malicious person. No, I mean when when he I mean I I just like, I, I it was the first time I, I was faced with like the, the the kind of explosive consequences of something like this can have you know these days. But like, I yeah when he emailed me and said you you got to take it down blah blah blah, I was just like yeah sure man I'm really sorry that this like yeah. I I you know I don't have many followers I didn't really think this was going anywhere. Um, and yeah, I had like 600 followers or something at the time, but like, um, and yeah, and I just took it down. But but Gawker like obviously archived it or whatever and like kept Isn't it up. Isn't that the company that just lost like a billion dollars over a porno? Yeah, so they're yeah most expensive sex tape ever. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan's the best paid porno guy. They just came out with a movie about that, didn't they? Like. That 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 was playing at Sundance this year, I think. A movie about the whole Hogan. Was it Peter Thiel that that? I didn't know about this. It's a documentary. Yeah, it's oh, like okay. a documentary. Marcus is a huge <coughs> wrestling fan. I am. Well, this. Strange, I don't like Hulk Hogan, Hogan though. I mean, yeah. most people. I mean, you know, Ric Flair is so much better than Hulk Hogan. Don't like him either. Okay. Person, as a wrestler, he's he he's the he's on point. So, I take half of that back. But um. This is amazing. I didn't know anything about all of this. About the... The Santa. Oh, the Santa thing. It was a flash in the pan, you know? Yeah. But, Um, like, people... You're just, like, an interesting person. There was a time where someone was taking photos of you and putting them to the lottery posters (laughs) all across New York City. You know those, like, who wants to be a millionaire? Yes. Like, you know that dude? Yeah, with the big head and small body? Not Regis. Yeah, there's, like, a... Uh yeah the 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 cardboard cutout lottery yeah, yeah. guy yeah. yeah I yeah I also this is like right after the single movie I like woke up one morning and my friend my my college college roommate I think had sent me a photo of my face like a, a 
a high definition, like a nice, like a high res, like full color, like uh, picture of my face put on on top of the lotto man's face, mm-hmm. uh, like more than one. Yeah, but I didn't know there was more than one at yeah. that point, and I and I I I started freaking out. I I, I went to go visit it, and then I and then all of a sudden this Instagram popped up um, called Wilson's Millions, and I had no idea who the like who was doing it or anything, but they started to post photos of my face on all these lottery men around the city. <clears throat> um, there were dozens, oh. and I. Yeah, started going around trying to interrogate deli owners and stuff like that to figure out if they knew anything. And I went around for most of it with my friend Jess, who uh, she was quite an actress because she, it turned out she was the one that did it, but she was running around with me just like (laughs) trying to, trying to find the, like, you know, as I was struggling to, to locate these. Uh, these these lottery men, um, but it was really funny because it was amazing to have her with me because and we and we talked about this after um, the reveal. But sh- the people in the delis would make up these crazy stories about how it got there, and she had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. Um, like, yeah, you know, there was a guy. There was a guy, there was some guy on that roof over there who was throwing these who was throwing these faces off the roof and I just pick one up and I put it on the people are creative they enjoy <laughs> like they just like completely invented wow. this scenario. they just enjoy they just enjoy it. did you enjoy the movie Be Kind Rewind uh I remember I think digging it when I saw it um it was kind of it was a little much people like being creative well I was it's funny you say that because I was just gonna say. That whole premise sounded like a Charles Kaufman movie. He didn't write Be Kind Rewind, but he worked a lot with Michelle Gondry early on. So mm-hmm. just this, like, this mystery. You're trying to figure it out, but this person's in on it. But then these other people start lying, and this person who was in on it is like, wait, what are you talking about? It's just kind of, it's very, like, Charles yeah. Kaufman-esque. And so you made this movie, New York Plays L.A.? Los Angeles Plays New York. Yeah. Can you talk about it? Uh, yeah, I mean the title is is kind of like a, it's it's a riff on <coughs> Los Angeles plays itself. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Um, have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's it's unbelievable. It's really really good. It's just who's, who's it by? Um, what's his fucking name? Uh, I should know. I, I, I it, it's it's like a normal name. I you know I I forget. <laughs> uh, but I've seen it a handful of times. It's just like a documentary about, like, like a heavily narrated, like, three-hour documentary about um, how Los Angeles plays other cities, sure, um, okay. and like, or how like the the many ways Los Angeles is like transformed to to be different things and like the the the, the experimental gay pornographic film. No, Los, no, that's not it at all. <laughs> But that that's what is that what the Wikipedia says? No, there's oh by um Okay, no, when I tried to find it it said it was an exper- Tom Anderson, Tom Anderson. Exper- um, experimental gay pornographic film. That's that that might be um a I don't know, remake. <coughs> anyway, uh but yeah, so it was I I, re- I really liked that movie and I I thought I, you know, I I wasn't sure if I 
if it was maybe too much because you know I, I think a lot of you know a lot of people like that movie it's it's like a well respected film and I you know it's it, you know it, it's it's kind of a gamble to 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 like to name your film basically the same thing as, yeah. as something that our people already love but <clears throat> anyway I thought thematically that it that it like it kind of fit and I and I and I wanted to um, just kind of give a, a thumbs up to Tom Anderson, I guess. Uh, not that he needs it. Anyway, the Los Angeles Plays New York um, is a documentary about uh, when I got onto a court TV show um, to... I, I basically faked my way onto a court TV show with a couple of friends, which is something that people... You know, I, they do it all I, the yeah, time. Yeah, people do it all the time. Yeah. Like, there's I, some kids I, I grew up with that were on, like, uh, one friend owed this guy like 500 bucks. And was like, yo, why don't we just go on this show and you'll get the money? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a racket. It's like, I've done it twice in my life so far, once when I was 16 and once wow. <laughs> when I was 29. <laughs> I, I think that's or 28. I forget. Um, but. Yeah, I mean it's great if you ever if you don't if you don't mind uh, exposing yourself, then it's a great way to make some dough. And if you know what these producers want to hear, that's very easy to get on. Um, but yeah, so I made a uh, behind-the-scenes documentary. There's there's I, I've been dealing with this. I've been dealing with the fallout from premiering this film for the past like year and a half. Um, so it's it's because oh, um, you can't really release it. No, I can't release it because I, I I signed a bunch of stuff saying I, do, I, I, I that I wouldn't do exactly what I did, um, and yeah, I mean there's the, I I don't even know like what part of this story is most interesting, but I yeah I've been just dealing with lawyers and stuff like that because the entire film was based off of a a real thing that happened to me where a client refused to pay me for a job. Um, like he hired me as a freelancer to shoot some like the opening of some like fashion line. I don't know even what to call it. And uh, he he like threw me around for months and kept promising me money and and kept delaying the edit and kept telling me to edit more and that I'd I'd, I'd definitely get paid. Um, so I tried to sue him on court TV, but he said no. Uh, so I just fiction, I lightly fictionalized the entire thing and basically acted out a whole new thing with friends. Yeah. Where we made a new fake, we made a fake fashion film. Um, and, uh, so it was basically true. I, I, I'm, I, I feel confident saying that it's not actually a fake, that what happened actually happened. We did draw up a contract that did make this film. It was bad. In you know the the, the the fake one I made, and then but the remake that you made for the movie, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the the initial one was whatever, um, but the yeah the the one I made for the fake one I made, yeah it was all true it was all real so your dedication to the remake it was it was good. It it did not resemble the original at all, but it was fun playing with fashion film tropes you know like uh just that whole cheesy 
do you think, style. Do you think you'll ever be able to show that movie again? Yeah, I mean, I think what really did it was I played it. Uh, I, it I was invited to play it at the New York Film Festival, and I I was I was like I was really excited and and um, I you know I made posters for it and all this stuff, and then you know I play it there, and that's when. I get e- I start getting emails from my former client's lawyer, the guy that the whole thing is based off of, because mm-hmm. I use footage of him in it. Oh. And he is trying to sue me for libel and all this stuff. Um, it was like a whole nightmare. And I ended up having to like get a cheap lawyer at Volunteer Lawyers for the Arts and deal with the cease and desist that I started getting. And eventually I just had to recut the film just to take him out of it, mm-hmm. out of the very beginning of the movie. Because yeah, you have, you have, you show his face. Yeah. Did they I ever his... pay you? Ever? Well, here's the funny thing. And this is something I'm, I'm actually going to, I think I'm, I might be telling this story at the, the tell or something in, awesome. like, a, in like a week. Um, but yeah, the funny thing is, is I was telling this after after we get back from California, everything like the the, the court show production is finished. Uh, I'm with my friend Clark, and we're sitting at a coffee shop telling the story to the the barista, and he uh, he's like, oh my god, that guy like he he started to really feel for for me, and he's just like, does this guy have social media? And I showed him my former client's Instagram. And he started commenting on all of his photos, like, you need to pay people for their hard work, you coward, and all this stuff. And then he immediately responded to me and said, call off your dogs, like, I'll pay you the $1,000. This is after months, months of him not paying me. And I go through this whole elaborate process of, like, trying to get him on court TV, then going myself and, like, going to California, all of this shit to, like, to get around him actually paying me. And I tried to maybe t- I don't know, but at the people end of at the at the end of just at the end of the day, all I had to do was like the most immature like fifth grade boy thing, just like start commenting on his Instagram. That's like all it. That's took. all it takes because like that, I tried to avoid. <laughs> I tried to do everything else, but because, like because that that will end up that can hurt your quote unquote brand. Yeah. Well, that's what. Yeah, he's so he was he was just so obsessed with his reputation that. Like any 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 kind of private dispute, no matter how how heinous and unjust it was, uh, he could brush under the rug until like it became uh, it started to hurt his reputation, you know. Sure. Which makes sense, but it's like, fuck off, man. Yeah, it's just stupid because also like you're you're like a pretty talented editor. Yeah, but you know he wasn't hiring me as a talented editor or a shooter, you know. I was just a job. Sure. So what are you working on now? Uh, I've been trying to get a... uh, I got a a few things in the oven right now. Um, I'm making a movie about um, New York. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And and how it relates... uh, It's it's about the overdevelopment of New York and, and kind of how it relates to this... Um, how it mirrors this um, this game of SimCity that this dude um, posted online uh, years ago, uh, where he like beat SimCity and 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 
I mean, I, 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 I don't know if you can beat SimCity, but, like, he... SimCity beats you. SimCity beats you, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, in the well, video... He built, he built the big domes? No, he built this insane grid of towers, this this really, like... It's 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 a hideous it's a hideous map, um, and but like if you look at all the stats, like the stats are, are like good, for like a, a functioning city. But there's like, but it's like a it's like a police state, and there's like it's Jesus, like a, a, a bunch called? of unemployment. If you look up Magnasanti, that's the name. That's what he called the city, um, and it's got a really, um, a really crazy kind of soundtrack to it. But yeah, I, I, I want to take that really kind of cold rationale and, and apl- like try to apply that to what's going on in New York right now. I've, I've been shooting it for a couple, a couple years now. Oh, wow. So it's like a full length or? I don't know. I can never tell how long anything is going to be. Um, I anticipate it'll be a really awkward length. Nice. And, you know, probably unpro- unprogrammable. Um, like, I think it could be anywhere from, like, 30 to 70 minutes. I don't know. Like, 45 would be hella awkward. Yeah, I, 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 I anticipate it's going to be around 45. Which is great. Just because I, I've been shooting for a while and I want to include a lot of stuff. Maybe filmmaking is, like, post-premiering. Maybe, like, just tell the stories and don't worry about anything else. What do you mean? Like, so, like, I feel like your your movies are successful just because they do their own thing. So why wouldn't you make, like, a 45-minute movie, which is an awkward time frame? Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, it's going to be whatever it is. Why not make 45-minute movies? What's wrong with that? No, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I'm all for that. Um, I, I, I love, I love, like, kind of, yeah, I, lo- I love these awkward length documentaries. Um, you know, those are some of my favorite things on the internet, or just like of all time. What do you like to watch on the internet? Uh, on the internet. Do you like the internet? I do like the internet. Um, do you think uh, you're twenty-five percent internet? Uh, I I have I haven't uh I haven't broken it down like that yet. Um, gotten your, you haven't gotten your genealogy score. Yeah, um, I watch a lot of stuff on the internet. Um, it's a lot of dumb stuff. I, I watch a lot of. Uh, I mean, I miss Jeopardy tonight. I watch that on the internet. You uh, watch it on the internet? Well, a roommate had a cable login, so I watch. That's the only cable show I have on the computer. Okay. Or that's the only thing I I, I wanna. You know, that I want to like fit into my schedule. Uh, But yeah, I watched some like just funny compilations of 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 people doing silly stuff. Um, Do you like Syphil and Ollie? I did, yeah. God, what a great show! Yeah, I used to make my own Syphil and Ollie, you know, back in my room. I I had a a feeling. I don't know why. Precious Roy. Yeah. That was a great character. Uh-huh. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Yeah. Um, for a little while, I was saying it was 
Jurassic. I'm not. I'm still That's not. It's a good oh, fucking oh, yeah. movie. Still oh, yeah. not able to. One of uh, David it. Lynch's all-time favorites. Yeah. That movie killed. That movie killed that. Ian Curtis. What? Well, depre- you know the story about how Ian Curtis was watching that movie and then he killed himself. That's what he was doing before really? he killed himself. Really? Yeah, that yeah. was like the thing he did. What? Also, he referenced that on a vinyl, um, their first release, their vinyl, like in the liner notes for the vinyl, it was like the chicken stops here, like turn it yeah. over um, kind of thing. He was he was kind of low-key obsessed with that movie. Well, Whoa. have you ever seen 24-Hour Party People? Uh, back when it came uh, out. They literally show, like, it's the final scene, he's going up on the, uh, little ski lift, whatever you want to call it thing. Yeah, yeah, And then his, like, as the chicken scene is dancing, his feet are dangling, like, off to the side, and you see Strozak on the TV. So, oh. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, the, no, the no, whole yeah. end, the end is very, just oh, like, wow. that's yeah. the, now I remember, the reason why I liked you was because we were talking about how much we liked Strozak that day at... Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, because we were talking about how we liked the narrative films of Werner Herzog. Uh-huh. Because I think people always talk about his documentaries. I'm not a huge fan of documentaries. <laughs> I agree. Have you seen his uh, his recent uh, narrative film with uh, Michael Shannon? I mean, I saw I saw Port of Call, what? which that was, was great. awesome. But this is recent. No, yeah, well, he How was, recent? Uh, it came out last year. I saw it in Toronto. It's one of those things where, like, maybe... What's it called? Stick to doing documentaries. Um, oh, what the hell is the name? It's... it's oh, man, it's Gael Garcia Bernal is in it. Um, and Has Michael it Shannon. come out yet, or is it, like, in the circuit? He's been doing some weird shit, like... It's, it, it's past the circuit, because this was September when I saw of last year. I just... But it's not good, so that's not a good sign. It probably just doesn't have a, have a distributor or, or anything like that. Because they came out literally... The, the documentary he did last year, too, they came out at the same exact time. Uh-huh. Did y'all see got, Did y'all see 99 Homes? No, what's that? I just watched that today. No. It's like a movie with, like, Michael Shannon and Andrew Garfield about... About oh, the like, I have, I, I, yeah. about the uh, the home thing. You know when people were, you know when people were losing their homes. Uh huh. They made like a narrative drama film. Uh huh. It was a little. Yeah, your response is kind of how I felt. About <laughs> it. Yeah. I watch a lot of movies. I mean, I like Michael Shannon. Yeah, what's not to like about him? Yeah, everybody does. He's yeah. really good in that movie. He really, uh, through a YouTube video, he put me onto a Jerry Garcia album I hadn't listened to before. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, Strosick, that's a good fucking movie, man. Yeah, that and, you know, in terms of movies that I've seen the most times, um, I really like, you know, have you seen The Endless Summer? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that before. I love that movie so much. I love how, how, how like, how corny and, and kind... Bruce Brown is and like sure. his narration. Sure, I mean a lot of people were narrating like that at the, you know, um, around then. But I just, I just as a package, I just love. I mean, you know, it's 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 one of those movies where you see you see the poster everywhere and you don't realize it's a movie until, you know, you think it's just a T-shirt. Yeah. Or like a clothing brand yeah. until like you know until you see the movie, and then, I don't know. I was blown away. I really love I I, I love all of his stuff. Like he made a really great motorcycle movie. I've seen a lot of times too. What's that? On any Sunday. You ever seen Titty Cut Follies? Absolutely. That's a good movie. Many times. That's a documentary I like. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think good. of ethnographic film? Ethnographic film? Yeah. I like it all right. What, why do you ask? Just because, like, I feel like that's a question I'd ask you. Um, I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not sure your films are ethnographic, but... Not yet. Not yet. 
Do you like machinima? Um, machinima. Uh, what, remind me what that is again. It's when you remake. It's when you make like movies with video games. Oh right 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 yeah yeah yeah. Like um, so like someone remade like, I I watched this one where someone made a whole episode of Deep Space Nine, using Quake, and like, in Deep Space Nine. Uh huh. It was awesome. I did. I don't. I like. I liked some of it. I saw a really cool. I don't know if you call this machinima, but, like, someone rebuilt the Seinfeld apartment in like the Doom using like the Doom. Um, I can't tell if it was like Doom or Duke Nukem, but it was like the same. The same kind of like. Sort of the same s- thing. Kind of skins and, yeah. and like and like and, and graphics, and you just walk around Jerry's apartment, shooting all those characters from Seinfeld. Um, but it's like, what it's I cool would do because I don't think Seinfeld was that great to show. Me neither. <laughs> All right. Martin over Seinfeld. That, that, that may be a touchy subject then. You really like to show Seinfeld. Well, it usually is. I mean, I really, we usually, yeah, we'd be really on the, like we'd be on the, in the minority of that opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm I've not, accepted that. I my, mean, uh, I my, my opinion well. isn't considered popular. You should watch this movie that my friend, uh, LJ, uh, made. Called, it's called it's called nothing and it's it's every he re, he watched every single episode of Seinfeld and took every single clip that had nobody in it and put it all together and wow. it's just like this it's on it's on Vimeo you, you could just watch it I wish Vimeo was was better to watch on like the internet yeah. on t- internet like TV like a Chromecast kind of oh, deal it doesn't cast like I can't show your movies on like if someone's like I want to see a John Wilson movie on my TV, it's not very easy. Should I send you a DVD? It seems like you have a DVD player. I do. If you send me a DVD sure, player, yeah. I would make I mean, everybody that comes to my house. I'm. I mean, this is not. This is not bullshit. I, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think what you're making. <laughs> I think what you're Thank making you. is important. I and I don't say that a lot because I. Hate, you know me. I don't like anything. You're yeah. You're a sou- I'm, you're I'm a sour a, dude. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am. I your, really am. Yeah, your films are very New York City. I'm. A, I don't. I'm not like. very mastic, Shirley. The films are very. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm. I'm not a fan of New York at mm-hmm. all, especially now. I've lived here more than half my life. I was born here, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, your films make me. And I mean, this is a good way. Like some of your films, are like yeah, this is that's why I don't like New York City. But yeah. it, you know, but it validates my feelings. But others, like I text Scott today, like How to Walk in Manhattan. I was like. Oh, when I'm in a good mood, this movie kind of captures how I feel yeah. about New York walking around, like, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a, I mean, that that's cool. I, I I never really, like, it's it's always nice to see how people kind of receive it, just because you put it on the internet, you know, and, like, you never... Sure. Yeah, I just, like, I just, I had no idea how anyone is, like, how anyone feels, you know? It's yeah. just, like, numbers... Which, which I like. I, I like to be able to, like, I, I think it's really important just to make it free and just out there, but, you know. Did you like Spalding Gray? What? Sterling Gray? Spalding Gray? Is it a movie? Yeah, no, no. That's a, he, well, he's an actor, but he was like a performance he artist. He was a performance kind of, artist. He, there were two famous, there was Gray's Anatomy, which was uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, and there was Swimming in Cambodia. It was directed by Jonathan Demme. He does these kind of like one man shows. There's like a multimedia aspect to it. Um, he passed away. He he probably he killed himself. No, he did. Well, oh yeah, it's not super. Conf- oh yeah, that's right. It's he was found, but it <laughs> he was, was like, found. He was found in the East River. Yeah. Uh huh. But he, was, he suffered. I feel like, he I feel like you'd like him. 
Have you seen the movie True Stories? The David Byrne movie? Yeah. Not yet. Oh, because he's in I that. Should. He's like it's the mayor the best of movie, the town. Dude. It's a really good movie. Yeah. We love that movie at Zebras in America. It's like the John. It's like the early Jonathan Demme movie that he didn't make, which yeah. makes sense because him and David Byrne worked together quite a bit. So it's like you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's on the dock. I downloaded it. Cause uh, you you worked with David Byrne. Yeah, I'm. I, I got. I'm, I'm. I'm really excited. He just. I was at a a a, a party. For the uh, like, for the contemporary color movie, yeah, like that when it premiered at IFC, and he he came up to me. He's just like, John, John, come here. You gotta talk to uh, you gotta talk to this woman from Oscilloscope. We gotta get your uh, <laughs> you know, we're gonna get your movie. Uh, we're gonna get your movie on the DVD. Oh, excellent. And I was like, holy shit. That's and then awesome. he just like facilitated this whole thing. But it's yeah. So I. I for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's, it's just, I was, I was, I, I, I shadowed an actual documentary crew uh, during the production of like a big m- music event yeah. that David Byrne was putting on. And yeah, so I, I made a short documentary about a larger documentary. You did your John Wilson thing. Right, yeah. The movie was it. kind of, uh, uh, the, the, the film is kind of about my, Insecurity uh, about the, the kind of marketability of this style, maybe, as I observe a uh, like a, a well-oiled documentary crew. Sure. You know, but uh, at the same time, it's also I was reading a lot of I'm always reading a lot of true crime, Interesting. and I and I always wanna I always wanna I, I have this impulse to inject that into into films. Do you remember when you were working on that? I ran into you on the train, and I was coming from work. It was early in the morning. Uh, you were going to Chinatown. Were you coming back from work? Yeah, I was coming back from right, work. You it was during my hell year, the year where I was working overnight. Yeah, yeah. You're not still doing that? No, no. Mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in school and making music and. Cool. Yeah, I was in a bad place. Yeah, I, w- I was. Yeah, you you, you see, seemed worried about me. <laughs> I seemed worried about you. Yeah, a little bit. You were like, oh. Well, I yeah, and I know that's that's a tough that's a tough shift. Yeah, you know, but you were now. like, you were like, I'm worried where the ceiling for this sort of thing is. That's what you were saying. For what? The 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 movies you make. I said that. Yeah. What did like, I mean? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I was just sad. I was like, please don't stop making these kind of movies. Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. Just, I, yeah, I, 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 I was feeling, yeah, insecure, right? Do you think David Byrne would play at my wedding? Absolutely. Because we were huge fans. Um, I. Would you ask him? I'm. I. I really don't like asking favors. Okay. Um, but I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure he plays your way. Okay. It's a. I. I understand. It's a really unreasonable thing to ask. But you know, I. I. I give everyone one favor. You know. I like I like I like that you don't consider filming this podcast a favor. No, no, this is a this is a treat. Awesome. Do you have any other like film stories you'd like to share or anything? Uh, film stories. I'm, I I want to make this documentary right now about um, this is this is like one of the top three craziest stories in my life, which okay. I was revealed to me only recently. But I I want to go to 
Boston to make this documentary because when I was living there, I'll try, I'll, I'll, I'll try to condense this story, but when I was living there, I was get, coming home from a This is like in 2010. I was coming home from a party and uh, we go into the 7-Eleven parking lot in Cambridge and my friend Chris slaps the back of this Mercedes that almost hit us and this juiced up meathead dude just comes out and just starts windmilling, starts wailing on us. He punches me in the mouth, he punches Chris in the face, he just like, it was a slaughter. He pushed over my friend Karen and Katie and then uh, the guy in 7-Eleven calls the cops on him and the cops come, he assaults a police officer, they pepper spray him and he gets arrested and they book him. I said, for the next year and a half, I'm getting calls from the DA's office saying, would you like to testify? And every single time they call, they said, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see him. I don't want him to see me. The police assaulting will be a much bigger deal than assaulting us, so he'll get his, if anything. And then a year and a half into it, the DA's office calls me and tells me that the case has been closed because he was murdered. And I was like, what? I was like, can you, can you tell me anything? Like, how was he murdered? Um, and they're like, sorry, we can't. It's like pending, you know, under investigation. We can't really tell you anything. This wasn't yet. Aaron Hernandez. Who? Football player. No. For the Patriots. No, no, no. no. Ex football player. No, but th- th- this guy's name was this guy's name was Brendan uh, Bren- Brendan Mess, and I, I just like his name was just like tattooed into my brain. Um, so. For years, I'm telling this story about just getting beaten up, you know, and then about how he's murdered, you know, and that's the story ended there for a while. And a couple months ago, I was telling this this story around my uh, my kitchen table, and I decided to look up this guy finally. I don't know why I hadn't done it before to see how he was murdered, and I'm not really not sure how to how to work in this reveal yet, but. It turns out that he was murdered. He and two other people were stabbed to death and nearly decapitated by none other than the Boston bomber, the older, the older brother, Tamerlan Sarnev, oh. Sarnayev or whatever. What? Wow. He was, and and I started to just like look at all of this shit online. He was this dude, Brendan, was uh, well documented, Tamerlan's best friend. Um, he. This is this is insane. Isn't this insane? Wow. This is crazy. <laughs> and this, so, so just a, a little like context. You here. have to make this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm I'm going to, and I, I want to go. Like, I just I just don't know where to go with it really, because I mean, the 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 the, the yeah. kind of the spin with with this, I think, is that he and two other guys were killed in Waltham, um, two years I think before the Boston bombings. Um, I don't know if you heard read this headline or anything, but the cops thought that it was just a drug-related homicide, triple homicide, because when the cops showed up to the crime scene, their bodies were covered in weed and money, um, like $5,000 in cash. So they thought that it was probably some weird drug thing, but then only after the Boston bombing did they realize that this dude Brendan... Did they make the connection between Brendan and Tamerlan? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's weird because that the older brother was—he was a bit of a 
aggressive. He, I mean, he boxed and all this, so it makes sense that they a guy like that same, would be yeah, friends. They fought at the same MMA gym. And uh, okay, <laughs> and, and and in that area of Massachusetts, you know, I'm, you know, Eastern Massachusetts. Everyone, it, it's it's you've lived. It's a very angry place. A lot of yeah, people yeah. from that, you know, a lot of aggression. Yeah. I have to say too, the reason why you have to make this movie is because you just reminded me of. Hopefully, this will motivate you to 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 do something with it. You know the whole William Friedkin Exorcist Cruising connection. How uh, remind me. How he made Cruising, you know, with Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. That's based on real murders, and the real murderer was in The Exorcist. Oh, wait, I saw Cruising. I just I, I, Cruising's I, with Al Pacino. He's this undercover cop, and it's like the underground, like gay scene of Chelsea. Yeah. He's going undercover. Well, the real murders that that movie is based on, the guy who did it had a bit part in The Exorcist, and William Friedkin directing both of those movies. It was like, oh, whoa, what? You know, like, Whoa. Exorcist was in 1973, he made Cruising in 81, and then in doing, in discovering, like, hey, I want to make this movie about Cruising, this is crazy, you know, what, what this this gay guy was killing other gay guys, I wonder who did it, and then, like, whoa, he was the x-ray technician <laughs> in my movie, and then it was like, he That's went to go visit him in so jail, and crazy. it was just like, this whole kind of thing, and it was like an urban legend for him, people thought, like, that's not true, but it was very, he... He cleared up when he was on Marin last year. Like, he told the story because it got, like, really weird and convoluted and, you know, as it is. But when he tells the story as it is, just like how I it's still very crazy. Like, what kind of coincidence is that? And it just, like, as you were telling this, I was like... I only said yeah. it because two days ago, my friend who loves William Friedkin, he didn't know that story. And he was so, like, how did I not know that? So it's just, you know, weird, crazy coincidence. Also, like, like once, you you, yeah. once you know certain things, you can't unknow it. Like, I tried to watch Powder recently... Oh, like, I, know uh, going, no, I know where you're going. No. Why? The director of Powder, like, the um, pedophile. Wait, who's Went to jail. Director? Went to jail. Uh, uh, Ed, uh, Silva. Uh, no, Victor Salva. Victor Salva? He directed the... You, you ever seen this movie called Clown House? <laughs> Sam Rockwell's, like, first movie. It's this horror movie. But, <laughs> or side Jeeper, note... Jeepers Creepers. Exactly. He got out of jail and went on to still... He still, to this day, is directing and has, like, you know, a great career. Partially in two, Francis Ford Coppola was his homie. He held him down when he was in jail. He got him directing jobs, like, when he got out of jail. And then when you watch this documentary, Find Me Lucky, uh, directed by Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, about Barry Crimmins, who's from that... Who's from the area where you live. He's from... He's Boston comic... You know, Powder, like, in the whole, like, kind of Nambla pedophile world, Nambla is like the poster movie for them, so it's strange that Victor Salva directed this movie. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's very, like, it's all... Hollywood you know, loves f- fucking sexual predators. They do. And yep. fucking they pedophiles, absolutely do. man. They support they absolutely them. Do. Like, the fact that Brian Singer is still active in Hollywood yeah. is... Dude, we like, were talking we about were. this <laughs> last week, just yeah? like we... Okay. Just we were, we were... No, not so, recording, because no. we were, like, a little afraid, but... Oh. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it seems... It's psychotic. Like, yeah. Like, what... What what the industry did to Corey Haim, man? Yeah, I mean, and and count. I mean, there's that that doc that that hasn't been. That can, no one can watch. What? The the an open secret. Yeah. I have it if you want it. Please. Oh yeah, I'd love. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just. Are like, you really gonna send me a DVD? Because that would make me so happy. I will absolutely send you a DVD. Um and send email you a, me a, a, a copy file of, of open secret. Yeah, because I really want to see it. That it's was, it's like a pretty standard like it's like a doc doc but like the con- like the content is still, like still it, it, it's it's like it's like typical like the style is typical I like Kurt but and the subject Courtney. matter did you like Kurt and still. Courtney 
Yeah, I mean Nick Nick Broomfield. I like his. Those are man. Those are documentaries I like. I yeah. don't really. Yeah. T- he's like a TMZ guy with a no, nice camera. I like I'm not that. A Nick I like Broomfield that. Fan. I love Nick Broomfield. He's he's a, he's right he does there. stuff that like, was good, man. I, no, that and that's the biggest problem I have. Like when he goes, see, it, it's stuff like see your style of film. I get it, but when you take your set, like you're a serious documentary filmmaker, and you do this thing where like. I'm going to go to the studio, I'm going to meet with Tupac's, like, you know, thuggish half-brothers, and I'm going to make it like, oh, I'm just meeting these guys, and I'm, like, going to cut to myself, like, oh, I'm really scared, but you met them a bunch of, it's like little shit like that, you think it it's, just You think it's me. like, you think he's putting it on? You think he's putting something on? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, percent. I don't remember. <laughs> like, I, like, there's no question, like, he's, it, yeah, it's very, like, it's just kind of. Do you like Errol yeah. Morris? Yeah, I love Errol Morris. He's, yeah, he's kind of. They made me but, watch, but, they made me watch Tabloid. Oh, Tabloid's cool. I really like it. Yeah. It, was, it was cool. Um, I just watched The Fog of War last night. You um, see The Unknown Known? No. It's it, like a sequel to Fog of War, only like I with Fog of War, it's good. like this older kind of like broken dude, but then, you know, um, Donald Rumsfeld is very like, yeah, no, I'm a sociopath. Yeah, he's just more alert than the subject but of I hear Fog that of War. They, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I hear that like he doesn't really get as much out of Donald Rumsfeld. I disagree, like, because, like, really? Errol Morris is very just, like, out with his political beliefs, which yeah. are the opposite of Donald Rumsfeld, so you'd think, why would you willingly, like, an open left Democrat guy who's just against the Bush administration, you'd go and open yourself up? Now, he, he was revealing about, like, himself, and, 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 like, he definitely tried to downplay certain things, but he wasn't, like... He wasn't reserved. It was like two buds having a conversation. He was very like, I don't want to talk, or like, he didn't kind of evade stuff. He was just, in being open, he just, just like, yeah, you're a sociopath, but in a way, like, he doesn't know it. Yeah. So. Which is the, don't show me that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're telling me, you're, you're talking Rumsfeld. to me about Donald Rumsfeld. He's showing me <laughs> dead dick memes. Yeah, it's funny, though. Ew. Um. Got him over here. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Disgusting. I don't. The reason why you have to make this film is because I think there's a really important. I, I always go over this in the podcast. Like it's important to tell big stories through a micro lens. Yeah. Because that's how you connect to people. Yeah. Like I want to. You ever been to like Eisenberg's diner? No. Or you ever been to a diner where they have pictures of the famous people that have been yeah, there? Yeah. yeah of course. I want to write a biopic where it's just about the time. Little Richard had a sandwich at Katz's. Yeah, a nice that's, short, that's it. short little project. I, yeah. I'm cool with that. That's that's the story. That sounds great. You know, because people are always focused on this big shit. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like, yeah. like I, I want to just like, what was that sandwich like that was so good that it was like, he told you this is the best sandwich I ever had. That made him go, woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, can <laughs> I... I, I one you have to make this movie. Another quick thing also about Nick Broomfield, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. first Eileen Wuornos documentary it's, he makes. It's, a, it's American. Oh, you just twist it. Oh, you twist it? You do this one scene where it shows her lawyer smoking weed, and then the next scene, he's in court re- representing her. Uh-huh. Two different time periods, but you present it in a way where just like, look at how Eileen Wuornos is getting shafted, her lawyer smoking weed, and then going into court and representing her when those two scenes were shot like weeks apart from me. It's like, it's slimy. Uh-huh. It's like slimy shit like that, which I just think is, it's irresponsible, I think. You know, it's, it's, but it seems like you have some intel that I didn't. I, I wasn't. No, they made another no, film about here's, it. Here's the they thing, made though. another film about that, how he was being sued, and he had to go to court and like, yeah, it Who's was a they? whole like. Who made the? the uh, I, I forgot. I th- I think he made it about himself. I, 
a actually, but all the people, like the lawyer who was in that first film was in it, like he go, yeah, it, it's like, I forgot the name, but it's like the sequel, essentially, to that documentary. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, who yeah, but the other you know. intel about the Tupac documentary, his brothers came out, like when they saw the movie, and they were just like, why was that cut, like he met us, like, yeah. a few times before why is he acting it was presented now like he's meeting us and he was scared of, like not scared but just like ooh I'm the t small white guy and these thuggish you know Baltimore black thugs it's like they were like what yeah. is this that's not cool so it's little things like that that really you know I guess I just like the I, I guess what I like primarily like you know no no I mean at, at, at like ethics aside I guess you know I just I like the his his kind of I, I like his presence as a um, whether or not he's he's acting or not, you know, I like his presence yeah. as the director sound guy that is. Yeah, like I I like the sort of in, wag in, in the there. dog. No, not wag the dog. Um, what's the French movie where the people start helping the guy kill the people? Oh, man bites dog. Man bites dog. Yeah. I like that sort of feeling of his movies, like, mm -hmm. yeah, because, but I wanna I wanna. Belgium. It's Belgium. I it's Belgian. I just have to but do you like do, Louis, do you like Louis Theroux? Hmm? Louis Theroux, Theroux. He eh, knowing he, that he he does like the he, I, he exposed himself when I saw the whole the Michael Jackson thing. You know they did because uh -huh. one of his one of the subjects Michael Jackson's friend called him out in the middle of it. It's like I see what you're doing. Like you're trying to be funny and then like you keep doing this stuff. Like so it's like. But I'm aware. Like he's aware of what he's doing. I think Nick Broomfield doesn't. He's like no. I'm I'm I'm. I can be mentioned in the same. I'm being personal. I can be mentioned in the same breath as an Errol Morris, as an Errol Morris or something like that. Like in my opinion, no, you can't. But uh -huh. that's more personal. I just so, think so if you, if you, it's personal. So, so, so in your, so, in your mind, like, a movie like Paris is Burning loses a lot of its merit because of the Politics. unethical yeah. ways of yeah. how it was made. Yeah. What? It's, it, it, it's hard because it, it, it's like it's hard and, to and separate. And I, and Forest I would totally, for the trees, if you will. I would totally hear an argument where it doesn't matter because the movie itself, like just look at the movie. Paris it's is really Burning great. It's is really one of the best documentaries. But ever when made. you know, she, it's just like, oh, it's tough. What are they doing then? What is she act? It was a couple of things. The minute they said cut, it was like I don't know you people anymore. Oh really? When she had like the premieres and all this stuff, she invited nobody. They kind of had to force their way into it. It was totally just like I'm gonna, you know. The it's, false it's pretenses. Fronted. It's fronted. There's false you know, pretenses, and yeah. it was That's a bummer. sort of interloping of like you know. And then you get to a little racial thing too, where it's this movie. It's like all you know, black and Latinos, and she's this like white lady. It, it adds another you know potential layer to it. Also, yeah, like yeah. Oh, I'm studying these brown people. All right, I'm done. Bye. Thanks. I got everything I needed from you. Bye. Kind of. Yeah, thing. that's. That's a bummer. Yeah. Which I've exactly because Paris, Paris is Burning is yeah, good. Yeah. It, that's it's like such a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is really. That's good. That's a documentary Scott Darrow likes. Awesome. I, I just rewatched all the the decline of Western civilization movies. Oh, yeah. well, okay, so those, like, yeah, the, that, you know, but yeah. the, like I, I, I just like I, I, they're I, they're fucking beautiful and like they're just like yeah, they're just like they're so great. But yeah, like the especially the third one. I think we were talking about maybe talking we about the barbecue. Just like it's it's really grim. Just the the just like this this kind of. Street like sidewalk video of uh, you know or film of these like crust punks like spanging you know like asking for change and stuff like that and you know and then she directs Wayne's World you know yep and it's like I I I I, I could 
it's 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 hard, you know, to 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 know exactly where every director is coming from, and sure. I like I, I I really I I I spend I go through I spend a lot of time thinking about this with my own work, just because. But the person you like, you you're, you sorry, I interrupted you, but I feel like the person if anyone's getting split in your films, it's you. Yeah. And that's part of like the beauty of it. Yeah, but th- there was even like you know when I went uh, you know when I went to the trade show recently and I made the movie about the the people in Vegas, um, you know at the 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 wholesale goods convention you know, and like, I don't know I, I I I I like I like I like approaching something with like a um, with a prompt um, something that will let people just open up immediately or, or, yeah. or break some shell, you know? And, um, I don't know. I, 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 I really, I, 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 I take that very seriously. And, you know, I just, I want people to feel comfortable when they're watching, when they're watching the movies. I don't want them to, to, to cringe because it, because it, 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 it feels ex- exploitative, even though I, I know you can't always control about the way people receive it, you know? But, and yeah, it's just something that you're just—it's a conversation you're constantly having, you know. And that's what head. I love about you. Where can people find you, John Wilson? Um, I somehow nailed the domain name. The uh, best website. You have the best website. Johnsmovies.com. Um, a little while ago, no one had taken that in <laughs> up until 2013. Yeah. And now I have it. So yeah, it's all everything's on there. Most of everything. Yeah. Um, except for the court show movie that I can't release. If you text me, I'll send it to you. Who are you talking to? The world. It was a joke. <laughs> they don't have my phone number. <laughs> I was, I was yeah, texting sure. to our, 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 our listeners. Yeah, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't sure... I was trying to think of some tricky way to see if, like, maybe if someone else could leak it, if I would somehow absolve me of any, like, uh, you know, uh, responsibility. I mean, I'm, if you but send me a not, real DVD, how it works. I'm going to show it when people come here. I'll, I'll, I'll premiere it for I'll, 10 I'll, people. I'll dust, I'll dust off my, my, soup, my, uh, my Mac tower and, and fire up that DVD burner. Well, I'm time. so excited. As long as you, you don't charge much, like, you can show something. It's complicated because they're because it's more complicated because there were already contracts. So it's not about money, mm. it's about uh, fair use. It's about duplicit the duplicitous nature. If they found out that we were coll- like in, in, in the con- one of the contracts I signed, if they found out that we were colluding, yeah, I would owe them the cost of production. Oh, okay. okay. So which is like potentially tens of thousands, you know, however. Yeah, so it would only be worth it if you could make more than that off of it. Did yeah, see, I mean, we we really need to wrap wrap up. Okay. But did you see Escape from Tomorrow? Yeah, the, the Not, Disney that, movie. The, see, I feel like I feel like it could exist in the same realm. If for those who who are unaware, it's a film that was that they stole Disney World. They shot it entirely in Disney World and Disneyland without anyone's permission. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was a really a lot, a lot of really dark kind of. It's dark. Uh, P- yeah. Pedo themes in there yeah, too. Sure. Yes. Uh, which I get. I, I, I don't know if Disney gave them their blessing or if they just like let it let it happen. They thought maybe they thought that 
that blowing this up into a big case would give way more publicity to it than it it would have had normally. So yeah, they, they decided they, not to. They, they, they chose the smarter way. Yeah, just like let it kind of burn out on its own. Yeah, because like as just as a piece of art, it's like an okay movie that not a lot of people are going to see because it's black and white, has no stars. Yeah, exactly. So if you make a big deal out of it, more people are going to see it. More people are going to look at the, the the Disney machine. Yeah, exactly. You're you're more you're you have an open welcome to come back to the show anytime. I'll make you food anytime you come. Thank you. And it was a, it was a real delight having you. Yeah, thanks for the spaghetti and thanks for having me. Uh, till next time. <laughs>